0: Good morning everyone, it is Wednesday, it is the last day of winter, nearly time to get the lids off, summer's coming,
1: (laughs) time to get a tan pup, morning to you mate. God, well yesterday was a beauty, morning boys, morning to our listeners, yesterday was a crack, there was a bit of of wind around but I think it got to about 24 degrees, Um, sun was out, Uh, yeah, that's a look at what we've got to come then. Bring it on, Middo. But yeah, I'm um, cold weather and me are not best of friends. My body's not very good um, in the cold weather. I find it hard to. You need some of get this, mate. Moving. Yeah, I need a bit of your fur, a bit of yeah. your rug. Um, but anyway, bring on spring. I reckon for a number of reasons. Los <laughs> Panthers B or Panthers C playing this week? What's
2: going down there? Yeah, reserve Great team taking on the Cowboys. I suppose they're in the position that they are. Well. The position that they're in, um, you know, they're minor premiers. Nothing can change for them. They can sit back and prepare now for a final, and it looks like it's going to be played on a Friday night. And they have rested a number of players: Dylan Edwards, Brian, T- oh, Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tonglo, Taylan May, Jerome Luai, and of course Nathan Cleary's out. Suspended One more game suspended. So yeah. that's your whole back line, ma- and then you look at the not that forward a massive
1: pack. call, though, Loz, because again, let, let's let's even assume they win this game. Isn't there another game break, or win the first final? In the first final. Then they get another game, another week off.
2: Yeah, that that's the risk you take is that you lose a bit of momentum, and you mightn't lose it in the first week of the finals. But there's a chance you can lose it in round three. The prelim. The prelim. Mm. And the prelims, I've always found, are the hardest oh, games yeah. to win. Mm. Once you get to a grand final, I don't know. To me, all the tough games were the prelim to get there rather yeah, than I... the actual grand final. So,
1: have... I like what Souths have just done with Luttrell. They've said, miss a training session. Go and have a few days back at your property, mm-hmm. and get yourself back here for game day. I I'll, I know cricket's different to rugby league in that sense because you can you know if you could probably hide certain players. So if you want Pat Cummins to play, but you know not smash himself, you can bowl him twelve overs instead of eighteen yeah. overs, for example. So you know, or you can field someone in slip if you don't want them to you know do too much test their hamstring. Or so you can get away with a bit more. But oh, I always preferred to miss training but not miss a game just for. That momentum and that team going into the finals yeah. with confidence and, I, I th- and a win. I think as well. the fact
2: that it's a six-day turnaround and they've got to travel to North Queensland has played a part as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I reckon that has a lot to do with it mm. because you play on a Saturday night. You, you know, I know they are chartered a flight, but still, you're still getting back at all hours of the morning. Yeah. So your Sunday's virtually buggered, and that only leaves you what four days to get ready for a prelim final. The first week of the first finals. First week of the mm. oh, Sorry, not a prelim final, but a qualifying final. Mm. So, so that only leaves you four days. So I can understand where they're coming from. And if you get a, a player that has a head knock in this game, you've only got that six-day break. So that's another thing they'd probably consider as well. Because you know how prevalent they are at the mm. moment. You know, head yeah. knocks. And if you only got six days to recover, more than likely you wouldn't be able to play in, in that game. So... I was surprised, say, Jerome Luai, though, is not playing because he came back last weekend. I thought that he'd like to play and get a bit more rhythm into his game. Um, Fisher Harris is another one, big guy. He's been rested, had a few weeks off. I can understand why, you know, your Brian Toos, your Dylan Edwards, um, those type of guys, your Isaiah Yoza having a rest, happy chorus here. But there's a couple there that I was thinking – possibly could have played but it, it it is a bit of a risk but every decision you make as a head coach is a risk and mm-hmm. Ivan's in the best possible position to make the judgment call remembering though last year they limped into the finals and they had a lot of injuries all the way through the semi-finals and they won back-to-back games and they did it tough and they didn't blow teams away in the finals but they just won on pure grit and a bit of class towards the end but this year they're coming in well, they will be a lot fitter. Yeah, and you and can't a lot fresher.
1: You can't win as a coach either. Like I'm sitting here going, "Geez, like there's a massive risk leaving eleven mm. players out." But then you go the other way and play your full strength team, and you know one of your best players does their hemi or, like you say, gets a head knock, and then why well, you're going to cop criticism for that as well? So yeah. it's hard place to be in. You know, as a head coach, yeah,
2: it, it is, and I, I think you know times have changed, and you know with. Um, you know, sports science, and they control a lot of yeah. the workloads or most of the workloads of the players, and they're always in the coach's ear about, you know, rest at this time of the year is is so important. Um, and again, I think – I really do think because it's up there in North Queensland, I think that's got a lot to do with it and a six-day turnaround, the fact that you've got to travel so far. And even though you're on a plane, still a three-and-a-half-hour plane, you've got to come from Penrith to the airport – um, jump on a plane, come home. It's still a long time travelling if you're preparing for a semi-final in six days' time. Uh,
0: John from Walsin on the text line laws. Once you to explain how prelims are harder to win uh, than grand finals, but we've seen over the years in the NRL and the AFL, I can think of some as well. Some massive upsets in preliminary. Just,
2: finals. it's just I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is because you know that everything's on the line and sometimes in a grand final because you've got four teams qualifying it's it's one team the next week is can be flat in a grand final mm. that that's the other thing because you put so much effort into that prelim to try and get to a grand final the following week you can be flat and uh, you know uh, you know some good teams are able to handle it and kick and and go on but it's it's a, it's a weird one when you tell people that, they're, they're difficult mm. to win prelim finals. And usually, prelim finals are sometimes better games than a grand final. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Closer games. Because the intensity's there, and you've, as I said, you've got four teams, they know everything's on the line, and sometimes you put that much effort in and you climb that mountain, and then the following week you just, mm. you're flat as a tack. Or you continue to propel yourself forward and ride on that energy and wave of emotion. Some teams handle it, some teams don't. It's it's a weird one, but from my experience, I, I always found they, they were tougher games to win. Just trying to think of some massive prelim finals upsets. I reckon when the Dragons
0: beat the Tigers in 2005, that was an upset at the time. The Dragons were probably expected to win that game. When the, the Warriors beat the Storm in 2011 in Melbourne, that was a massive upset. Yeah. And went on to play badly, of course, in the grand final. Oh, the AFL, there was none in 1999, Essendon yeah. with the best team in the comp by a mile. And they got beat by Carlton by a point
2: at the I, MCG I was thinking well. about, and I know times have changed. I was thinking about it like in 1989, we won the premiership. We finished fourth or fifth. So we won. We had to play every game. We mm. didn't get a chance. But in 90, we, we finished minor premiers. We lost um, that first week of the finals. And I think in 94, we lost the first week of the finals or our first game back because we might have finished first in in 1990. I think we finished first in 1990 and then we lost the first – we had the week off and then came back and played. But it was sort of – they were. I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it because Mm. most people think that a grand final are difficult to win, and they are. But I've always found the best and the hardest games were the prelim. And some teams handle – that emotion of being able to win to get in the grand final and then they handle the footy the, the grand final week because there's a lot going on, and other teams because they haven't been exposed to it before they're just not used to it and and they play their game before they actually get to the grand final because you've got a lot more media commitments you've got functions you got it's just not a normal week grand final week yet your prelim you've got Sides that are just raring to go, and they put everything into it, everything into it. And sometimes a grand final, some teams are flat.
0: You're right about 1990 loss, the old five team final series. You had the first week off, and then you played a major semi against Penrith. They beat you 30 to 12, and you've come back and smashed Brisbane in a prelim the yeah. next week, and then beat the Panthers. Obviously, and, and in
2: '94, I can re- no, was it '94, '95, 90, '95? We 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 were. We only lost two games all season.
0: Oh, the Dogs beat you in a prelim, didn't they?
2: We, we had to go to Brisbane. I don't know why we had to go to Brisbane to play the Broncos up there in the first week of the finals. And we won. And I think we might have rested some players in the, the last game of the year. But we won that game. Then we got a week off. And then the Dogs came out. And it was it was you know slippery conditions at the footy stadium. And they just got up in our face. And just rattled our cage, and we just made too many errors and we we lost that game. that was our third loss all season, yeah, and we were traveling so well throughout that year,
0: yeah yourselves and manly finished twenty and mm. two, and they finished first on points, difference. points
2: differential mm. and, and I reckon a lot of it had to do with the the momentum as well, like that fact the fact that we just didn't continue to play, we lost our way, we came up against a side that. Just continually harassed us, and the Dogs ended up winning the grand final uh, that year, and I think the Dogs might have come from yeah. outside the top four, did they? They were six. They were six. there, yeah? Yeah. 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 There you go. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one, but things, finals footy does funny things to teams when you're under pressure. You know, you think you can handle it, but until you actually get there on the big day, you just don't know. Huge story in
0: golf. It broke last night and it's been expected, hasn't it? And this is the biggest scalp so far, no doubt, for Greg Norman and the Live Tour. Aussie Cam Smith, the British Open champion of only, what, a matter of several weeks ago, the world number two, has defected to the Live Tour. And he is the first top 10 ranked player to go amongst uh, the other big names, which you'd have to say a few of them that have gone, probably their best, absolute best days are behind them. Uh, But Cam Smith at the peak of his powers, and Mark Leishman's gone as well. Uh, The figures reported for Cam Smith is a fee of somewhere around the $140 million mark, but every tournament they're playing for around $35 plus Australian on the Live Tour, and it appears he will play in the event in Boston this week. It appears, though, Adam Scott is staying with the PGA Tour after some recent meetings with officials there. And uh, we know Rory McIlroy has been in the ear of a lot of players trying to ensure that they stay with the PGA Tour. But this is a massive story in golf. interesting. We'll speak with Dick Fane, obviously, after 6 o'clock. It's interesting to see what the reaction is, particularly in the States' early doors. But this is uh, all to be expected and... I'll tell you what we've said it a million times. If I'm in that room and I've got a check being handed over the table with that amount of money on me, I'm going. So I'm not going to criticise Cam Smith one iota.
1: Nope, can't, cannot criticise him. Cannot show me someone that that wouldn't do it in his position. And yeah, I think it's. I think he joins the queue, and I think there's plenty more to come. You know.
0: And what I can't stand. What what cracks me up about this, or the the, the so-called blood money from Saudi Arabia, you could find oh, mate. in any check anywhere given around <laughs> the world some sort of – I Leak. mean, the selective morality yeah, of course. in these sort of things just astounds me. I mean, we all purchase stuff that probably comes from somewhere unscrupulous, mm. etc.
2: Yeah, I, I, exactly so, <laughs> right. I, I, look, I, I, I'm certainly not going to you know, put the boot into to Cam Smith. He's made a decision for his family and what he thinks is best – for his long-term future. Um, and again, you know, when you're sitting in a room where someone is offering you $140 million to sign to go and play golf, the game you love. Never sat, a lot of these, I've never sat there. No, no well, <laughs> a, a, lot of these, a lot of these guys, some of them don't want to play golf for the rest of their life. Some of them don't want to play golf for the next 10 years. They want to get in, make I, as much money as they can, enjoy it, win, win tournaments. But I'm telling you, when you're sitting in a room and someone mate. says, mate, you sign here now, that $140 million will be in your bank account by 12 <laughs> o'clock today. You, I know what you're doing.
1: You know what I love when people go, oh, mate, he's rich already. What's the difference between $200 million yeah. and $100 million? I say $100 million. 100 million. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he's richer. Yeah. Take the cash. It'd be silly not to. Mate, it doesn't change in being a great bloke. I said this last week or two weeks ago. Watch Australia just turn, though. Yeah. Watch this country just turn. he it, it, go from the, the most loved sportsman in the country to now we'll find a way to try and well, criticise him, well, which one, is an
0: absolute joke. One particular columnist can't get off his high horse about it
2: because hey, he's Mr. Perfect. Nah, but it's because
1: he's not sitting in the same position. I wonder what he'd do. Well, well, I, I,
2: I think they'll come together, though, at some stage. They mightn't for a year yeah. or two, but eventually IPL. they have to. I have to.
1: Exactly right. And it's getting closer and closer be, every be, single day. Because
2: you, you said it earlier, mate. Uh, eventually, the deep pockets went out
1: mate of course they just they keep do. they
2: just keep chipping away they're not going anywhere they just keep chipping away and they keep getting
1: greg golfers norman, and they'll
2: keep getting younger golfers
1: greg norman is going to go within 2 year period he'll go from the most hated ex golfer to the most loved ex golfer and every current player will thank greg norman for what he's done because it's changed their entire lives this deal has changed cameron smith's life
2: generational wealth
1: mate it's exact, you know. Well, no, it's not exactly the same, but there's there's parts of this that was what Kerry Packer did with one day cricket. There's parts of this that I- exactly what India did with the IPL in my sport. It's just it's just what's happening right now in golf.
0: Oh, the shark! Big day for the shark, and He's on the back on. page, the telly shark gets Smith with Saudi cash. The one thing about this, and for, for everyone, you know, people saying, "Oh, this is going to ruin golf, etc." For Australian golf in particular. This could have a great effect. I mean, let's face it. The PGA Tour, and I know it's originated in the States, et cetera. Three of the four majors are in the States. All the big tournaments are in the States outside of the British Open. Uh, yeah, they have a few co-sanctioned events. But here in Australia, we're going to have – because Greg Norman is definitely going to get tournaments here in Australia. <laughs> Greg Norman's
1: definitely. getting whatever tournament he wants at Greg Norman's golf courses so around the
0: world. That's what he's getting. When We have Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson – Players like that, who exactly we never right. see or seldom see in yep. Australia, yep. out here. What's that going to do for the game here? Yeah. That's it's going to be a, a great impact on the game here. Having more big players, big tournaments here in Australia, which Greg Norman will make sure occurs. So, in the long run, hopefully, it all comes together because you want still you want all those players to It'll, be able to play. Come
2: they'll come together. Players it's a, it's championships, etc. It's a matter of time though. Yeah, yeah and, no and one of them will have to blink, and one of them will have to go and. Yeah, give something to the other, but but it sounds like the the live tour they're just going ahead and doing what they have set out to do. And, and the PGA at some stage will have to go. You know what? We 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 need to do a 100%. deal. We need to sit they're too, down with you. Two
1: big fish away from all the players feeling like they have to go now. That's what they are. And the boys that have got in now are the ones that are going to make the massive dollar give it six months or two more big fish. And this $140 million deal becomes a $20 million deal Hmm. because everyone will want to be a part of it.
2: Well, that's the thing. And again, it's, it's, it's one of these things where, where the players are playing golf. That's the game they love. And someone's come in with a deal. You can still play golf. You can still play the game you love, but it's on a different tour. Right. And it's worth a lot more money to you.
1: We haven't spoken this much golf in the last three years. Look, we're talking about nearly every day. So already it's created, you know, a difference. It's yeah. – the younger generation will, will, will cannot not stare at this. We sit here and talk about soccer around the world or basketball around the world, you know, and I'd love cricket to be the number one sport in this country for, you know, my, the rest of my time. But, mate, it is such a competitive world out there. Well, and, cricket, mate, there be it. young boys and girls just now – this sort of money and look look, look, look what twenty twenty cricket's done. You know, what? Test cricket's got to fight every single day to keep its you know, keep its place. Hmm. This is I, I actually think this is gonna be massive for golf.
0: Uh, morning laws puppet middle. Uh, the comparisons with Liv and Kerry Packers revolutionary cricket is ludicrous. Cricketers were paid peanuts. And in many instances, forego wages from their employers back in the 70s to play test cricket. These golfers are already playing in tournaments worth multi-millions. All this in a climate where most people are struggling on a weekly basis to make ends meet. It is obscene, John from Wingham says.
1: John, you need to go to America just for a day, mate, and look at the money that the athletes are making over there. Yeah. You know, I just, I, yeah. It is hard. I get it. it is no, hard of course hurt. you get it because people can't afford to pay their electricity, mm-hmm. pay their water. Like, it's not, we're, um, we're not disrespecting them. And that's why I think the Australian public, that's why I think they will turn on Cameron Smith. I don't, I don't think he will be as loved because of things like this, but that's not fair. That's not Cameron Smith's, you know.
2: but he's been play. given a gift to play golf. Mate, what's he, what's he meant to do? And someone's come to him and said, mate, what's we want to do? We give you the opportunity to play in our tournament And we'll set you up for life. Yeah, I just don't know how many people. And again, what's the difference between 100 and 200 million? 100 million. Exactly right. A lot of money. Yeah. And when you're sitting in a room and you're talking to people and they're saying to you, "Listen, this money will be in your bank account tomorrow," but you're still going to do the same thing. Mate, Australian cricketers are doing it over a million dollars or two million dollars. They're not saying no to the IPL. Exactly the same. It's hard to say no to. Yeah. 100 million dollars you know, it, it, you're, you're, you're playing the same tournament and eventually they will come together. I've got no doubt in my mind yep. that they'll have to do a deal where they combine tournaments or, or something along those lines happen because they're not going away. The live Tour is not going away.
0: Well, you reckon that's a big story. The biggest story is in the Herald Sun uh, today. And I'll just uh, read from this article out of the Herald Sun, written by Brad Waters. Uh, Pappenhausen, this is Ryan Pappenhausen, along with New South Wales rugby league legend Laurie Daly, are part owners of Foxy Cleopatra, while Jerry Ryan, the Melbourne Storm co-owner, and former Melbourne Storm boss John Rebo, are part owners of Red Duster, going head-to-head. Race two at Sandown today. Foxy, Clear patch what's their horse? Red
2: Duster. Red Duster. Peter Some Moody, Travers. Come on, We're going Fox. to see what the track is like, Mido.
0: Oh, so there could be scratching time in a couple of hours. Yes. Could uh, tell us a story. Yes,
2: we don't want her uh, running on a bottomless track. Okay. All right. And okay. it might be a bit too short for it today. Well, I think oh, it will gee,
0: be. Oh, gee, really pouring cold water on it. Mm. $4 I mean, at the moment.
2: We'll take on Jerry and John. <laughs> I'm not
0: scared of him. Well, you and John would have uh, had a few meetings Reeves, back in the day. good bloke, Reeves.
2: Yeah. There
0: you go. Yeah. He's uh, had a bit a of big...
2: success too, Jerry Ryan, hasn't he, with horses? Just a bit. He's had a, a fair few. Just a bit. Yeah. But no, it, it's... Yeah, I know that feeling. Success with horses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
3: know what he feels like.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, I'm coming for you. Dick Fane coming up shortly. I just want to read this text out in... Uh, off the back of the news that Cam Smith has gone to the Live Tour. Pup is right? Uh, Aussies will turn against Smith. I know I have. Aussies love a rags-to-riches, not riches-to-riches riches story. Um, I can understand old has going to Live, but not players in their prime. What it means is he isn't interested in being the best in the world. He would rather play Mickey Mouse exhi- exhibition events. That's fine, but my respect level drops as it means he doesn't play to be the best, and that's what's disappointing. And we can't pretend Norman is doing this for the good of golf. His paycheck matches his ego, and uh, the guy can definitely hold a grudge. Just my two cents, says Smitty. I, I, I guess Cam Smith in signing with Live, And I wonder what it was like, obviously, making the parallels to you know, obviously the Super League days, you would have sort of envisaged what the outcome might be because you are giving up in the short term, like Cam Smith giving up, you know, it's probably going to be brushed from the PGA Tour, so you yeah. can't participate in the Tournament of Champions at the start of next year, which I think he won last year, the Players' Championship, which he won also uh, this year. I mean, you knew you were giving up Origin um, yeah, yeah, well, you do, so you, you but, do. But you've got an idea of how it's going to turn out. But you got an idea of but how it's all going to turn, turn out. Yeah.
2: And... We were sort of told that it was going to be a 12 to 14 team competition um, and there was going to be some mergers and if all things being equal, um, then Origin was going to be a little bit different to what it was now. You know, they included, I think it was a tri-series, I think New Zealand were involved in the sort of Origin series, or I think they called it a tri-series rather than an Origin series. But they had to come up with their their own sort of system because they couldn't obviously call it state of origin. Um, but, you know, there was sides that were – I think the Dragons and the Sharks were, was supposed to merge and create a sort of team down there south um, of Sydney. There was a lot of things that were being spoken about. Um, but again, one of the – well, the major reason that everyone well, – or most of the players that went to – Super League was one they wanted to stay with their club and two the amount of money that was being offered Mm. to them at that particular point in time it was life-changing for all of us Um, and I think there was discussions for a number of weeks before it actually happened um, and a lot of people were disappointed with the way it unfolded but I think we always felt that there was either going to be one competition or at some point in time, both competitions were going to merge. And, you know, for us, we thought at the time it was our best way of staying together and still being able to play with Canberra, knowing that regardless of what competition, well, how, how the competition was going to be formed or structured, Canberra was always going to be a part of that because mm-hmm. that was the part of the vision, and they couldn't sort of not have Canberra in a competition.
0: But we there's pain at the moment, obviously, with the the breaking up of the tours and the players. But I think, like you say, loss. We know how this is going to turn out. Eventually, this can't.
2: No, it can't. It, they can't sustain both competitions. Eventually, they'll have to come together. Hmm. And I think Greg Norman, with the work that he's done behind the scenes, he's been up front and been talking about it for a while. And Gower, would know a lot more about it than than me by by the way. But if you've got deep pockets, you're not walking away from the investment you've already made. So they're gonna keep coming. And they're gonna keep targeting certain golfers that they believe they can get. And they'll target younger golfers. And all of a sudden then you've got two comps that just can't work together. They they won't be sustainable. And once you get a couple of the bigger names in your competition, the live competition that defect from the PGA, it'll start to get more interest. Mm. And these players that have you know, taken the sign-on fees or whatever, there'll, there'll be no more sign-on fees once they come together. It'll all just be about the prize money. But they've got to come together and work it out. Otherwise, otherwise you'll go through two years of pain, you'll spend a lot of money, and then you'll get a result where they all are playing under the same banner. And you you wonder what it was all about.
0: Hello, Dick. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, boys. How are
0: you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Digesting the news that Cam Smith, our world number two British Open champ, is off to the Live Tour. What is the immediate reaction over there in the U.S.?
3: Well, I think the media reaction is that this is a top-flight golfer just entering the prime of his career, which is something that we really haven't seen from the Live. I mean, most of the Live guys are guys that won their majors or won most of their tournaments a long, long time ago. Uh, So I think this changes the complexion a little bit. Of what's going on i i just heard a piece of what you guys uh were discussing the last couple three minutes and i and i totally agree i mean pga pga has to give these guys a reason not to go to live and i understand that they've you know they've upped the, the the tournament purses they've made changes for 2023 these guys are going to earn more money well guess what just like they had Tiger Woods to thank for all the money they've made in the last 10 years, mm. they've got Liv to thank for making more money next year. If it wasn't for Live, do you think the PGA Tour would be making these adjustments and it paying them more exactly. money next year? Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. So, I mean, they need to have a real reason not to go to Live. And while we all appreciate Rory McElroy and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth's stance against Live, we all appreciate that we still can't blame Cam Smith and the guys for taking $140 million. Mm
1: -hmm. Dick, how how does that change someone's reputation in in the States? Because I know here in Australia we've spoken about it, that this will have an impact on on Cam Smith because I think a lot of uh, the golfing fans will think he's taking money over trophies, for example, or prioritizing being the best in the world. Um, Does it work like that in the States, or is there... You know, the understanding that – tell me who would turn down a $100 million
3: deal. You know, I think in the beginning um, when this first came out, I think there was a lot of backlash. Um, But I think it's – as each one of these guys commits to live, and now over the last 48 hours it's been a a handful of guys, Mm. Cam Smith being the most notable, uh, I think as each one of these guys commit – there's less and less of an uproar against it and more and more of a realization that, hey, golf is going to be split until they can find a way to get back together. And golf is going to have to find a way over the next 10 years to get back together because what is going to stop more guys from going to live? Nothing. Nothing will stop other than just their their loyalty to the PGA Tour. And sure, Rory's not going to go. Justin Thomas isn't going to go. Jordan Spieth's going to go. Those guys that have been adamantly opposed to live We'll stay in the PGA tour, but for every Rory, Justin and Jordan, there's probably 10 guys mm. that are thinking right now. We need to go. And, you know, Liv has already said that they've turned down guys. I mean, I don't know how far we can believe, <laughs> to believe them, but they have, uh, they've said that they've turned down very good golfers to come into the live tour right now because they don't want to water down the product. So we'll see, uh, how it ends up. I think eventually, It'll end up with some sort of merger like we saw in the NFL 50 years ago. We had the AFL and the NFL. They merged together. It became the AFC and the NFC under one shield, the NFL shield, and now we have a Super Bowl out of it. Maybe we'll have a Super Bowl of Liv versus PGA (laughs) 15 years from now or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. All right, we did the AFC last week, Dick. We're up to the NFC. And, uh, well, let's start out west, the NFC west where the LA Rams are the favourites at $2.25. The Super Bowl champion San Francisco, $2.75. Arizona, $4. Seattle at $17. Now, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the big news in the last day or so, the fact that even though Trey Lance has been groomed to be the starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo has signed an extension and will definitely be on the roster there at the Niners this year. So how does this division play out?
3: It's bad news for Trey Lance. Yesterday was clearly bad news for Trey Lance. But I think it was good news overall for the San Francisco 49ers because now they have a legitimate fallback plan that they know if Trey Lance falters, they have got a guy that has already taken them to the Super Bowl and should have taken him to two Super Bowls. If a teammate of theirs just intercepts a Matthew Stafford pass in the NFC Championship game in the fourth quarter, that ends that game. And San is going to another Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. I don't like a lot of teams in this conference. San Francisco seems to me to be an intriguing sleeper. And I would call them a legitimate contender for the NFC West title with the Rams. The Rams are still the better team, but I don't think the Rams run away with this division by three or four games. I think San Francisco stays right there with them and is probably a wild-card team behind L.A.
2: One of the re- Do you think one of the reasons, Dick, sorry, that Garoppolo stayed was the fact that he's quite popular in the sheds, and if the 49ers did release him, there could have been a bit of blowback from that?
3: It's potential. Um, I, I know he is, a, he is seen as a, as a very good leader um san francisco has not handled this whole situation very well i mean they should have they should have pumped jimmy if they really wanted to trade jimmy garoppolo they should have pumped jimmy garoppolo up and said you know jimmy's our starter until he gets beat out he's a super bowl caliber quarterback la da 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 pump his tires up and then try to trade him well instead they did the exact opposite they said, you know, Trey Lance is our guy. Trey Lance is our guy. And, you know, for all that Jimmy Garoppolo has done for them, I didn't see a lot of thanks being shown from the San Francisco 49ers to Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess what that did was trade value. It made his trade value plummet, and they weren't able to trade him for anybody. So now they've got to re-sign him.
0: Uh, before we leave this division, we got a question from one of our listeners, Steph at Mudgee. Um, you know, can you ask Dick if he thinks – it's a very good chance Seattle run last in the NFC. Also, how do they plan on rebuilding when they have no draft capital? I can only imagine the doom and gloom there in Seattle heading into this season.
3: Well, not quite as dark as the, uh, as the emailer. Um, they do have draft capital because they got draft capital in the Russell Wilson trade. So uh, they ah, got yes. plenty of draft capital in yeah. the Russell Wilson trade. So they're they're fine there. Um, no, they're not going to be competitive until they get a quarterback. And all eyes are on the 2023 NFL draft for Seattle. Um, it is uh, being seen as one of the great quarterback classes, at least in depth. At the top end, there's not like one guy necessarily. There's not a Trevor Lawrence that everybody's looking to. There's not an Andrew Luck that everybody's looking to to say, oh my gosh, let's have the worst record in the league. So we make sure we get this guy. There's not one of those guys, but there are four or five guys that are being looked upon as legitimate top 20 picks in the NFL draft at the quarterback position. Seattle will certainly be in the mark for one of those. I think Seattle's got a pretty good football team save that most important position. So I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NFC. I think they could very well be the worst team in their division because it's a fairly decent division with Arizona, San Francisco, and LA. Uh, but I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NFC because I, I think the team around the quarterback position is, I would call, at least average, if not above average. And to be the worst team in a conference You got to pretty much be tragic all the way through your roster.
2: What about the NFC South, uh, Dick? I want to ask you about Tampa Bay and in particular Tom Brady because I saw a photo of Tom Brady yesterday. He looked like he lost about 10 kilograms. (laughs)
3: Doesn't look good. (laughs) It looks like it's been a rough offseason for Tom Brady. It is a very, we we talked about it yesterday. We had uh, our, our. top analyst top f- football analyst who uh, played in the NFL for 12 years at, at the quarterback position and he's a huge Tom Brady fan as as a lot of people are but he just speculated that you know we, what do we know as a fact we know as a fact that Giselle wanted him to quit football right we I mean we've that's that's been you know that that's out there that Giselle wanted him to quit football and so he announced his retirement well then some negotiations of some point uh, between Giselle and him got him, to unretire from football and yet he has to take this leave during training camp to which where he was reportedly seen in the Bahamas with Giselle and his family. So there is certainly some tension going on there between football and family. And Tom in the past has always been able to put that besi- uh, aside and has been able to play tremendous football through it all. Is he going to continue to be able to play tremendous football this year, when that tension appears to be even greater than it was before, that's to be seen. And you're right, Tom, didn't, he didn't look very good in no. the
0: picture. There's yeah, no question about it. Gaunt. Yeah. Would you do whatever Giselle said, Pup? No. No? Yeah. No. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why I see he stone cold single and divorced
0: did that division pick uh, Tampa Bay $1.35 New Orleans $4 Carolina 11 Atlanta 29 is there any chance of Tampa Bay being knocked off by well I guess New Orleans or Carol I'm taking Carolina their overs uh, this season I think it's about six and a half or seven and a half I think they can win some games
3: I like the I like the over um, uh, for Carolina. I like if uh, you see what Baker Mayfield said about the first game against the Browns. He basically says I'm going to kick the bleep out of them. So uh, you got a <laughs> motivated Baker Mayfield for game number one. That'll be on uh, that'll be on national TV, I'm sure, and that'll be a fun watch. Yeah, Carolina can be a uh, a competitive team. A borderline, maybe if all things go right, get to nine wins and compete for a playoff spot. That would have to be everything would have to line up there. But they they certainly have some talent on on offense. The Saints are interesting because the, the answer to the Saints question is how long is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended, if at all? I mean, his, he has got some, some issues that he has to go through, and the NFL has not come down with any suspension. So as long as Alvin Kamara plays, that is a, po- a potent team and a team that's at least able to put some pressure on Tampa Bay. I think Tampa takes a little step back this year, some of the reasons that we just talked about. Um, so I really don't see a great team in that division, but Tampa still should be able to hang on, get to 10 wins or so, and, and get to the playoffs.
0: Ah, uh, the NFC North: Green Bay, a dollar fifty-five. Aaron Rodgers, without Devontae Adams, of course, who's gone to the Raiders. Minnesota, three dollars fifty. Detroit, nine dollars. Chicago, thirteen. Can anyone beat the Packers? Do you envisage it at all, Dick?
3: Uh, Minnesota's got a shot. Um, they've got a really solid passing game. You know, Kirk Cousins uh, is a is a good quarterback with outstanding weapons around him. I mean, Dalvin Cook at running back, Jefferson, Thielen. I mean, he's got some some really good uh, weapons there. So they should be able to move the ball. And their defense is pretty good as well. So I think Minnesota, I see Minnesota as a team that can, can challenge. Uh, I don't think they get to Green Bay, but uh, at least it's close enough. And I think you know Green Bay is just – it seems like they're the same team every year, guys. I mean, it just seems like, yeah, we're going to win our 11-12 games. We're going to win this week division. And then we're going to go to the playoffs and, and maybe win a game, and that's it. And it's just going to be another year where Aaron Rodgers fails to make the Super Bowl. I kind of I, I see that again. Um, the only thing is that the NFC has probably never been weaker in Aaron Rodgers' entire career that it is right now so that might be that might be exactly what aaron Rodgers needs to finally crack and get into the super bowl just because the nfc is not very good
2: and what about the nfc east then dick
3: dallas is the most talented team uh they're also the team with the most baggage (laughs) whenever you got jerry jones as an owner and you've got this strife with, you know, Tony Pollard's the most talented running back. He's their best running back. But Jerry Jones says, well, we're paying Ezekiel Elliott all the money. He's the one that's going to be getting the carries. I mean, you don't want that in your owner, right? I mean, in any, in any sport, would you want that in your Aussie rules? Uh, would you right, want that in your NRL team? Would you want the owner saying, well, you got to play this guy because I'm paying him all the money. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. even, if he's, even if he's washed up and over the hill. So that's the issue with Dallas. They're still talented enough to win the division. But uh, I, think, I think Philadelphia is intriguing. I think Philadelphia is an intriguing um, potential winner of that division. So if I have to pick any, I mean, I know I'm, I've gone with the favorites in each and every division. So I will say uh, let's, let's take Philadelphia there just to be a little bit different because I do think they're a playoff team. And uh, Dallas always finds a way to just implode at some point during the season. So I'll have them both making the playoffs, but both only being about 10-win teams.
0: Okay, Philadelphia $2.50 just behind Dallas in the betting. The Cowboys $2.35 in that division. And next week we'll get your Super Bowl tip and look look at some games, Dick. But just before you go, just in the NBA, we noted Josh Giddy, who we're keeping an eye on there at OKC, and uh, their rookie Chet Holmgren out for the season after what a foot injury playing in some sort of pro-am slash exhibition game. This is a massive blow.
3: Yeah. Some exhibition game that I was in attendance for. That was the one we spoke about last week with LeBron coming to Seattle. And, uh, lebron was on a break um chet holmgren was the only man back he was backpedaling attempting to defend the much bigger much stronger lebron james and he went up to try to block the shot and landed awkwardly on his foot and uh tore his uh, you know he has a a foot tear so he's out for the season just really unfortunate situation but you know in the end for chet holmgren I don't think he was physically ready to really be, I mean, he could have produced at the NBA level just because he's so talented offensively. He could still have gotten his, you know, 15 points and hit a couple three threes a game, but he would have had to float. He would have had to have been out on the perimeter. Chet Holmgren needs to spend the next 12 months gaining 25 pounds of muscle. That is what Chet Holmgren needs to do. And if he can come to camp next year, you know, at, 210 instead of i don't know he's probably 185 pounds right now at, at, at almost seven feet tall uh he has got to put on that strength to be able to play an 82 game season he couldn't even get through one pro-am against lebron james great stuff mate really appreciate it have a good week of course guys we'll talk to you next week and
0: the nfl season will be underway bring it on oh gee there's some ticks here that need to be read uh, with our update firstly laws have we got an update on Foxy Cleopatra, and whether it's definitely taking its place in the field in race two at Sandown today,
2: a decision will be made this morning, mate. Depending the condition of the track. Oh, you've been talking her up. Surely let her run, mate. Well, I haven't talked her up about today. She, she'll be running on today, but it's the future races, Michael, that I've been oh, speaking about. Oh, sorry, Matt. she got
1: a text. Give me a second. So, she will be <laughs> sorry, winning major races, all right? You sorry. heard it here first. <laughs> got John
2: O to record it yesterday. So, <laughs> uh... we're winning everything. We're, winning, 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 everything. Yep, we're yeah. winning Everest. Yep, well, we're winning Everest. We're winning Melbourne Cups. You declared we're it Oaks. for the Oaks yeah. yesterday. Yeah, you've got to go through the process. you got to go through the process first.
1: Did Winx win its first run? Its yeah, first race? Winks won. Run. So, yep. mate, mm-hmm. it's not the next Winx if it gets its butt kicked today. Be better no, than no, Winx. Better than Winx.
2: Chitty. Little Foxy will <laughs> That's be just better. So disrespectful.
1: Come on, the Fox. Oh, mate, I hope she's. Like to, I hope half she's of a the genius. apologise <laughs> yeah. to Debbie
0: Capetus and the owners of Winx. Better than Winx. Was it just mate, said. I'm telling Chris you. Chris Waller, Hugh Bowman. Apologies. I'm
2: you, T-Bus is on fire. <laughs> oh, dear. We're <laughs> oh, going to oh. smash it.
0: By the way, for those just Love tuning it. in, mm. yesterday Loz let the cat out, cat well and truly out of the bag after just keeping this to himself. He's got an interest in a horse called Foxy Cleopatra, which is uh, an American pharaoh filly. She's climbing the mountain. She's climbing the and mountain. And it's in at it Sandown today. <laughs> and yeah, Loz declared it for the Oaks. Yeah. Just Don't said, we'll be winning the Oaks. We'll winning. He said... In twelve months' time, it'll be a champion, and
2: it'll be that adaptable middle. It'll race from a thousand to thirty-two
0: hundred. So basically, far lap s. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. This is oh, how
2: good. Jeez. Cool. This horse will be, oh, and it'll well, be a punter's friend. It'll be it a punter's cash, favourite. The cash. name Foxy Cleopatra just grabs everyone. Yeah. Short the totes.
0: Mm. Uh, now in the Premier League this morning. Four games. Full-time Crystal Palace, Brentford finished 1-1. Uh, Fulham have beaten Brighton at Craven Cottage, 2-1. Southampton have beaten Chelsea. Get that up here, Chelsea. Mm. 2-1. Cop that. Southampton winning at home against Chelsea and Leeds at Everton's 10 minutes plus change left there. And it is 1-1 at Elland Road. Jamie Rogers, morning to
2: you.
4: Yeah, good morning, guys, and good morning to all of our listeners. Loz, I was going to ask you about your horse and oh, see what... don't do it, Jamie. I know, well, I've been listening this morning, oh you're not God. giving us much.
2: Yeah, well, JR, Part what I do know, weeks. she will be better. Like well, she, she'll be very competitive, <laughs> mm-hmm. but over over more distance, that's what I've been okay. told. And we're unsure this morning because of the track. So if it got to a bottomless um, track, I don't think we'll be running her. So if it's a... Ten, say.
4: Well, it's a soft six well, at the moment. Oh, we'll be running for yeah. sure. if
2: It's a soft six.
4: There is some rain forecast, so yeah. maybe they don't want it to.
2: Scared of a bit of water. It was a heavy race.
1: eight yesterday. Scared Did, of a bit of water. Yeah. Did you? Tip- Winch wasn't scared of anything.
4: No, that's right.
0: Did you tip the journal off at of the Herald Sun about <laughs> the factor was racing
2: today to no. ensure that? Who, who wrote it? Uh, Bulldog. It Brad-, <laughs> <laughs> Brad Waters. Brad Waters. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, Brad is a racing journalist yeah. so it's in the Herald Sun today. That uh, New South Wales rugby league legend. Laurie oh no I, did, no, I didn't tip him off at all. Not at all. It's not a bad His wife did, though. What's his yeah. name? Brad. Is, uh, he's nah, very good a, at his trade.
2: Had nothing to do with it. <laughs> he's a very good scribe. Yeah. As we say. But the thing is, there's no uh, picture of you. Only Pappenhausen gets the picture. Yeah, well, Pappie's big down in Melbourne. Oh, okay,
0: right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: He's the, to the big dog. In Sydney, Look, so I know my place. <laughs> I'm just staying in the background. I'm very understated. A source, a, a source said. <laughs> not, not a source said. Oh. <laughs> uh, go, sorry, JR. Go for gold.
4: No, well, I was just going to say, boys, I've actually got some tickets to give away this oh. morning. Oh, yes. so Where are we the, going? Well, in the lead up to the Bledisloe Cup, so the business and, and sports community, they're all coming together to do a night to supporting mental health. So this is going to be at Dockside at Cockle Bay Wharf Wednesday next week. So I'm working at it. So I thought it'd be great to get some BSB listeners there. So we're going to give away a double pass. There's special guests like Phil War, Andrew Mertens, Luke Rickardson's going to be there, um, Grace Hamilton, Wayne Pearce, Mark Burris and Gus Warland. So it's a jam packed, cool. awesome night when you look at the program. It looks like it's going to be really fun. All proceeds will go to Head Above Water, which is a charity partner with Gotcha for Life. So what we're going to do is because we thought, you know what, Phil War is there, so let's do caller number seven is going to get this double pass. And for any of our other listeners who miss out on the tickets, there are still some available. It's sold out. Well, tickets sold really quickly, but there's 11 seats left, so you can still buy some at headabovewater.com.au, but we are giving two away. So call our line now. Was it 13.53.53? Is that right, Gerard? that's right. 13.53.53.
0: Go Go for Uh, gold. Give us
4: a call now and call a number seven. We'll get that double pass. It'll be a good night on Wednesday next week. Okay,
0: Wednesday night. Just a little double pass for a a dinner. Like it.
1: Yeah, dinner.
0: Good speaks. Well, Andrew Mertens Mertens was close to best on ground at Our Lunch earlier this year. He was. Yeah, very good. How good was he?
4: And he'll be speaking yeah, there nice. on Wednesday night as well. So we can. It, there's lots of really good guests to come along. And, um, yeah, it'll be a good night.
0: He'll be an easy target too with the way the All Blacks are going at the moment, Mertz. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, exactly. No, that's, uh, oh, the phone line's lit up. So well done to the winner of that. Our producer, I'm sure, will let you know. Great stuff, JR.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. And I look forward to seeing those listeners next week.
0: Okay. Now, Clarky, this text here. Hey, oh, Midowen what boys. What have I done now? <laughs> What about Clarkie cutting losses in your grass? I received an email from R.M. Williams yesterday. Ah, oh, here we go. And guess who the model was? One Michael Clark. Mm. Fair income. They should have used a real country bloke in your Loz. The bloke wouldn't know where the bush is, says <laughs> Rob. Ah, well, yeah. that's that's fine, I mean, Clarkie Clarkey. <clears throat> True,
1: I don't know where the bush is. You're right, Rob. Clarkie. where's my boots then? I'm. I'm... What size are you? Let uh, me let me know, let me know your size. 11 US or 11
2: UK? 11 US. Mm. 11 US. Mm. Yeah, good shoes, t- aren't they? Yeah, they are good, good boots. shoes. You wear them anywhere.
1: Yeah. One pair lasts you 40 years. Yep, they do. Good brand, That's RM, Middow. Outstanding. Very good.
2: Oh, um, comfy. When did you do your shoot?
0: Mm. Before
2: you went away? No. After you come back?
0: Yeah. Right. Ah,
2: recently. This went straight in my. I deleted this
0: without even oh, knowing it. Mate. Without even How dare you delete
1: RM Williams' email? Get on there and check it out. Get yourself a bit of Father's Day product. Here
5: we
2: go. Have you got the straw Choo-choo. hanging out of your mouth no. or anything like that? Oh, oh, oh there you. we go. The tucked in look, too. Always tucked in. Gosh, Are you always tucked in?
1: Well, when I'm I thought, wearing, no, when, I thought you were. A when, I'm wearing, at me. when I'm wearing that strip, when I'm wearing that strip tucked yeah. in. Want we'll it to feel nice and, you know.
0: Mate, you
3: is
1: that sharp. belt or no belt? No belt. No belt. You're no belt man. Denim on denim. Double denim. And. Where's the uh, jacket look at then? Jacket. Are... Well, wait for the cover Where's shot. Where's the triple wait. denim? Wait, no, no, triple no. Triple denim. Jacket is a beauty. Is there more? Yeah, but you are not seen them yet. They'll just okay, slowly right. release them. I can't mm. believe I missed that. Mm. And are you getting oh. your hand. Just in the – I had my oh, phone in the back of the pocket. Right. So I just got my right hand in the back of the pocket. Yep. Left hand at the front of the jean there. Just sliding down my leg. She looked trim there. Yeah, I'm lean. Looking sharp, I know. Daily. Like you, my boots. I went for brown. You see how close What are you not happy with? No. What are you not happy? Oh. Uh, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I told you I get jealous. I actually shot it. It's not far from Palm Beach, just to the house. It was oh, unbelievable. Very nice. Yeah. I good know, day I out. the
0: hill there. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah,
1: nice. That does
2: look good. And, and mate, yeah, may yeah. I say, you do look good.
1: No, thanks, buddy. Yeah, you you look do look good. You look skit.
2: Like do I look, do I look a bit country
1: there, Mitter? You do a bit, I look mate. a bit country, yeah. How good are the boots, though? Yeah, they're comfy. Yeah, yeah my, they are mine are. are no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't I'm reckon there was a player in our team. You go the team suit and every player had the RMs yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. It was just team attire. Well, they're comfortable. You get a lot of wear out. Yeah, and you can wear them anywhere. They're not one
0: of, exactly.
1: I like the suede. Hmm. The brown suede, are
0: my pick, in the RMs. Do you reckon RMs will give us something, Loz, now? After we've
2: Hence, just... <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> I'll
0: get you a pair of boots <laughs> Pick your colour. Give me your size. I'll get you some boots. Oh, jeez. Can't say no to that. Give us a call, 13 Fifty-three. 53. Uh, send us a text, 419 767 uh, Now, the big news is, as far as the teams are concerned yesterday. So, Ivan Cleary resting 12 of the 13 that started... Last week against the Warriors. Uh, South's the news that Latrell Mitchell has had a midweek break back at his farm near Taree. Coach Jason Demetrio was adamant though. He is playing that he hasn't had a break since returning from injury. Of course, when he went over to the States and rehabilitated from that hamstring injury and then came back. Uh, Just a little chapter added to the Book of Feuds, by the way, as well. South and the Roosters. So the Roosters have prevented the Bunnies from training on the brand-new Allianz Stadium ahead of the match on Friday night. Apparently, there's not many uh, slots there for teams to train. So there were two slots, according to reports. So the Roosters obviously training there, and the Roosters NRLW side also training there.
2: No South. I like it. I I love that I like the rivalry between these two clubs. The hatred is there, and the passion is real. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the the supporters from both sides just genuinely dislike each other, and it'll be an amazing atmosphere there on fri- Friday night when there's over forty thousand people christening that new stadium, and it'll be a great game. It'll be a really good game. And the thing I loved about last week was there some there were some games here that meant a lot. You know that that uh, uh, Melbourne Storm Roosters game that was outstanding, and on Thursday night we're going to see a wonderful game. Parramatta and Melbourne. Avalanche of money for Paralos. There always is.
0: Massive money for Para in this game. They're, They're $2.35 into $1.95 for this. I reckon they'll start favourite. The money continues.
2: Ooh, geez. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know who I like in that game, to be perfectly honest. I tend to think Parramatta have found their ID, mm. their identity. I, I think the identity of them running hard, Creating second-phase play and playing off the back of that and just playing over the advantage line suits them. And if they can go with that style, I I think it'll trouble Melbourne. But, again, you never write off Melbourne and the intensity that they played with last week. If they produce that again and Parramatta produces it, we're in for one hell of a game.
0: We have Anthony on the line. G'day, Anthony. Good morning, guys. Listen, I want
6: to defend Live Tour and bag the PGA. Those who were born in the Greg Norman era like I was remembers that the we, there used to be an Australian tour, used to be a, European, a strong European tour and a strong South African tour. And the PGA is completely encroached in, in, into those tours where there's no longer a... Like Greg Norman, uh, there was a, a... During the US Open, the, a, I think his name's Paul McGinley, he's the uh, European uh, Ryder Cup captain, had a debate with uh, that Charmbley guy, the, uh, the other guy that... Uh, complained about the live tour. And he says, leave money aside, he says, when he grew up, he remembers uh, seeing Greg Norman shot the fairways of the Irish Open and Marco O'Meara used to come over from America and then he says he's talked to Australian players and they 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 uh, were, were you know, used to love Greg Norman coming down to play the Australian tour with, with mm. Marco O'Meara and, and Gary Player. But the PGA has increased on that it's destroyed all those tours. And... Um, what uh, Greg Norman was saying is, well, he's going to try to revitalize those, those tours again—the Asian tour, the South African tour. He says, I, I, um, well, even, even the PGA's answer to the Lib was to to increase the PGA tour even more. I mean, now John Rand's complaining that he can't go home and play in the European tour because the PGA—it's all about all about them. If you want to compare Rory McIlroy to Greg Norman, Greg used to come home to play the Australian tour all the time. Rory didn't even go back and play the Irish Open. This year. He might be a hero in America, but, but Rory's no hero in, in Europe. And oh. the Lyft Tour is going to going to um, revitalise the Australian Tour, the European Tour, the South African Tour, the Asian Tour. it's going to revitalise yeah, it. PGA answer to that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right in a point there that the PGA has certainly been very insular uh, in, in regards to, you know, not exactly expanding its horizons beyond the boundaries of the United States, for that tour, but Rory McIlroy is a beloved sports person in the UK and Northern Ireland. There's no doubt about that. I know what you're saying though. He hasn't gone home as much as say Greg Norman came home to Australia when he was on tour, but let's hope that now uh, that, you know, obviously we broaden our horizons as far as getting these top golfers in the world to, more countries to play more Mm. tournaments, and particularly here in Australia, and the positive impact that that will have on the game here. Oh, one of the better uh, sprays on the text line I've seen for some time here. Laurie Daly comes Mm. across as a bloke who is so egotistical, arrogant, jealous, shallow, (laughs) and full of himself. Mm. And I hope Michelle gives him nothing for Father's Day. Oh, my God. Loz, your response? No name for this
2: one. Oh, no no. name. Source. Source (laughs) said. The I what, close to the for family. Someone, for someone, you? someone that doesn't know me, they've summed me up quite well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's so, your favourite? So thank you, except for Michelle giving me nothing for Father's Day. I disagree with that. What's yeah.
1: your favourite there? Egotistical, arrogant, jealous, shallow. or shallow? Shallow oh. is your favourite?
2: Jealous. Jealous.
0: jealous. What, what, jealous. I like what I loved was how close, when I brought up Clarky's RM Williams shoot, mm. how close <laughs> you inspected it. I love you inspections. You got really... <laughs> Checking dry. a few things out. Yeah. and just Checking my to... shoelaces were done up. Yep. <laughs> I <talking laughs> You were there going, that should be me. Uh, oh, that yeah, exactly be me doing right. That. <laughs> I was waiting Can't for the straw, straw body to body come on. out of Clarkie's yeah. mouth. Can't know? believe I didn't have one of, their, oh. one of the hats on. Yeah,
1: the Acubras. Yeah, should have the Acuba on for sure. Uh, yeah, now, sitting on a tractor. Yes, that's what you should have and been. An old doing. mate telling me I wouldn't know where the bush is, man. I had two hundred and fifty <laughs> acres in Berrima. What are talking about? For
0: five years, there you go. Old
1: farmer Clark was down there <laughs> mowing the lawn. Let me tell you, Adam Pegguly, whaty to you, mate?
0: <laughs> Boys,
5: did, did you mow the did you mow the farm in double denim, Clarky? You're probably about the only bloke I know can pull that
1: off. Nah, you know what? I used to mow it in exact the same attire I'm wearing now, which my because oh, I got my old man down there. He was working on the property, and he used to spray me all the time for just wearing. Like gym clothes yeah. to try and mow the lawn. He's like, mate, you're gonna cut yourself, you're gonna hurt yourself, go away. I'd get the chainsaw out, we'd try and chop a few I trees. I couldn't down.
2: imagine you with a chainsaw. Mate,
1: my old man was petrified. He's like, Just leave it. Get out of here, go inside. But <laughs> like, nah, dad, I'm on the tools now. I'm, with the I'm on tool. the tools, watch me go. <laughs> mate, imagine all of us with a chainsaw. Yeah, I know, it was scary. Loz, what would you do? I've been on a chainsaw <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit like changing tire for you. Did you injure yourself? Well, it's easy. Compared to changing a tire. hundred oh, percent. I agree. Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah, if in doubt, commit. Go hard. Just go hard. (laughs) So there's no one else near you. (laughs) Hope the tree doesn't fall on you. (laughs) Yeah, that's an issue. Need it to fall the other way (laughs) and not on the house. Um,
0: All right, let's start with... Well, firstly, uh, I've got a text here. Graham at Courageong. Morning, uh, Jared. Geez, these studs are precious. I hear state of rest is now retired. One bad wrong. Hang on, he is injured. Retire him. Uh, Yes, so... uh, I saw that Racing Victoria scanned him, but uh, there was an issue, so the connections have decided to retire the
5: Cox Plate winner. Yeah, it was going to come back with issues. Race Jared as well, probably trying to defend his title. But uh, this controversial Racing Victoria scanning program that's had in place for a couple of years now was probably detected an injury that hadn't been picked up previously, and that's the reason why connections decided to retire him. So I suppose we can all have our own thoughts about the uh, the whole process about bringing international horses down to Australia for the for the Spring Carnival. But in this case, it might have prevented a serious injury. So I'm sure Racing Victoria will, of course, be disappointed with State of Rest not being down here for the Spring Carnival late this year in the Cox Plate, but they would be, I suppose, a little bit chuffed in privately that they've, they've picked up this injury with their scanning techniques. So, uh, Joseph O'Brien put out an announcement last night we won't see State of Rest down here in the Cox Plate, and it's looking like a very skinny year for the internationals in the Cox Plate. But potentially won't even be any at all. I think he might have been the only one who's confirmed to come down at this stage, so it'll just be a, a homegrown Cox Plate this year with the Australasian horses.
2: Eduardo, back this weekend. Yeah,
5: can't wait to see him, Liz. I know it's usually Chelmsford Stakes Day, but I think a couple of these the card races there on the weekend. He's going to take center stage, including the Concord Stakes. So I can't wait to see Zaki in the tramway. Obviously, the the Furious Stakes as well. The Three Year old Two is going to be a fantastic race as well. But I think Eduardo is probably going to take center stage there on the weekend in the Concord. I won't be uh, his old star part partner. Street won't be there, obviously, given he's had a bit of a slower build up to his spring campaign after winning at Royal Ascot and. Uh, I know he's getting a bit older, Eduardo, but Joe Price still reckon he's got a couple of good seasons in front of him, and the one thing he needs to do, he just needs to beat nature Strip in a, in a big grand final race. Like, he's beaten him enough times in the past, but when it comes to a big Group 1 at the end of their campaigns or in Everest, he hasn't been able to beat him. So... That's obviously what Joe will be aiming at later in the later in the spring to try and get him cherry ripe on the day for the Everest and see if he can beat his old mate. But, uh, yep, looking forward to seeing him back at the races in the Concord Stakes on the weekend.
0: Unfortunately, Uncommon James in kaboo for Waterhouse Bot out for the spring.
5: Yeah, what a blow for both of them, Gerard. In particular, Uncommon James. He was fantastic winning a Caulfield first up. He's an untapped talent. I was going to lightly race. Had a long time off the scene and that win. Obviously, down there at Caulfield last start was fantastic. He's put up with a bit of a problem. So, uh, obviously, Steve O'Day and Matty Hoy said to so pull the pin on the Spring Carnival. And he won't contest any more races, try and get him ready for the autumn. We'll have plenty of targets, I suppose, down there in Melbourne and later in Sydney heading towards you know the big sprint races. And unfortunately, Kaboo who was so great winning that up-and-coming on the weekend, he owned that race from the front, has also had a setback and gained age around right now still so be out for the spring as well. So no golden rose for him. Unfortunately, a couple of the really nice horses that have been winners in the last couple of weeks will be out sent to the paddock.
2: We saw that nasty accident a couple of weeks ago involving Leah Kilmer. Adam, what's the latest update with her?
5: Yeah, what great news, Laurie. She's finally been discharged from hospital. It's been almost two months She had that shocking fall at Grafton. Obviously, it was touch and go there for a couple of weeks and she's come through that and She's got a long road to recovery, but what a great landmark for her to be able to walk out of hospital and say, I'm going to continue my recovery at home, which is just fantastic news. Um, I hope all her family's getting around her, and I'm sure they are. And um, she knows she's got a long, long, long road ahead of her, but it's just great for her to be out of hospital and getting on with the rest of her life.
0: Just before I get your mail today, just a couple of texts here. Uh, gee, we've got some Enamo fans. Uh, can you ask Pen Gilly if State of Rest was retired because he saw Enemo's first <laughs> up run, says Baddick's Best. Uh, another one here, Um Adam, is Enemo now moral for the Cox Plate? Clearly, State of Rest doesn't want to run against him. Best Colt since Piero. Uh, that listener has been saying that for, well, pretty much since Enemo's first start, I reckon. But uh, there is a horse to keep an eye on. El Bodogon, I think it's uh, called, that uh, I think is coming out here for the Cox Plate as far as the internationals are concerned. But give us a tip for Warwick Farm today. Are we at the farm today? Yes, Yes, we
5: are. Race one of the one, more than number one. my sneaky little value play on the program. He failed in the Wurmbar Cup last time up there in the Northern Rivers, but that was a qualifying race for the big dance. He had a really tough run as well. But I think coming back to Sydney on on dry ground from a nice-ish gate, his form in Queensland stacks up really well, actually. So the double-figure price, I think he can run a cheeky race for Annabelle Nisham and Tommy Berry. That's race four, number one, more than number one. $10
0: Ten dollars the win, two eighty the place with tab as it stands. Race for number one, more than number one at the farm, and uh, well, the news is broken. Cam Smith, no shock.
5: No, Jared, we've been expecting this for a while, haven't we? For probably the best part of a couple of months now, but it was official late last night, our time in Sydney, that Greg Norman's announced that Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are heading across to Live Golf. I know you're going to have a lot of different opinions on the text line this morning. I've a lot of calls. Um, He's going to have to live with his decision. He's obviously made it from a business point of view. Uh, he'll be playing in Boston this week, and um, it's fascinating to see how it plays out, Jared. I just, I, I, I still think it's just so intriguing to watch how this professional golf is playing out at the moment. Just a massive civil war. It's, it's, it's virtually a World Series cricket moment in a lot of respects. Um, and a lot of people say it's going to harm his legacy. Um, I don't know about that. If he can still play majors, I think he can still win, you know, many multiple majors, and, and still be an absolute champion. But it's a, it's a huge call for Greg. To, Get a guy like this at the absolute peak of his power. I was only 29 years old, coming off winning the, the British Open. That's the biggest crew they've got so far. And, uh, yeah, fascinating to see how it plays out, Jared. Thank you, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.